Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends. This week's friends are Miriam Hacksaw and Rye. We recorded this earlier this week at my home in Portland, Oregon. Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded, so if you're listening, please fund this show if you can. Patreon.com slash getupinthecool. There's a link in the show notes. Thanks. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with this week's guests. But first, here's my interview and jam with Miriam Hacksaw and Rye. Enjoy.
Ooh, give you a little curveball there. <laughs> <laughs> You're both right. sweating now already. <laughs> oh my god. I kind of so, forgot what was going on. Yeah, but then, it ha- but then it happened. But then it happened. Lovely. It is the candid moment that yeah. I want. Yeah. <laughs> Miriam Hexaw and Rai, <laughs> welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Yeah, thank you for having us. Miriam, I think I first met you maybe at the the Mud City or the Willamette Valley Old Time Social, probably. I think that's where we first met. It could have been. Or it maybe been, at the Portland Old Time. It could have been at the Portland Gathering. Yeah. Um, I heard about you because your podcast, so I already kind of knew who you were before we met. <laughs> well, this has been a long time coming. Thanks for doing yeah. this. And then Rai, I. Uh, Recently started hearing about you when uh, Miriam has been posting your um, collaborations yeah, 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 on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, what what did we just hear? The tune and also the instrumentation. There's a lot going on. Explain. Yeah, totally. Well, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Well, the first tune's uh, Reaput I've Sewn, which was uh, a tune from I learned from Melissa um, Takish by fiddle mentor, I guess, the first person who taught me tunes. and Fiddle mentor to many. To fiddle mentor yeah. to many, yeah, down in Eugene. Yeah. We grew up in Eugene. We grew up with Melissa, actually. So, um, And then the second tune was Who's Been Here Since I've Been Gone that I learned from Tatiana Hargraves. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, and then what were you doing, right? <laughs> yeah, so I play, um, I play a few different things, but what I was playing right there was uh, Pandero, which is like a, it's a Brazilian percussion instrument. It's kind of, it looks like a tambourine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's got a little heavier rim, which kind of makes the way you play it a little bit different. And it's, it's most commonly used in like samba um, and other, a lot of other Brazilian styles as well. Um, but yeah, so we've just been kind of trying to like figure out a way to do things together. <laughs> and those videos were kind of the beginning of it. I mean, we just, because I just moved back from Brazil. I've been there for about a year. But we're siblings, so we yeah. grew up playing music. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's an important part of it. So yeah, we kind of grew up playing a lot of different things, mainly like punk rock and, and metal and stuff, but then kind of went our different directions, and now we're coming back around trying to figure out a way to put the put kind of the styles and the instruments all together. So yeah. That's really sweet that y'all uh, want to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Your siblings, you still want to hang out and play music together. Nice. We have yeah. another another sister too who's younger, and we also get along with her. Which, yeah. as we've gotten older, it's not always the not case, all the siblings you know? hang as hard as we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give her give her a guitar, she'll play it, but she won't go out of her way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so something that was pretty thrilling for me to play with. I, can you pronounce this again? Yeah, pandero. Pandero? Yeah, that works. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you want to roll the R, that's what I, I actually, I guess I would, I would have a, a speech impediment in R rolling cultures. I don't, uh, I don't yeah, actually yeah. know how to do that. Physically. Yeah, you're I not took the four first, years yeah. of Spanish, and yeah. it never happened. So Pandero, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love if we're gonna bring it into old times. <laughs> yeah, Portuguese was the other yeah. part. The, learning Brazilian music was honestly one of the harder parts. Yeah. I've learned a few different styles of music now. I've learned a lot of Cuban music and world and stuff, but like learning how to speak in Portuguese is a lot harder than Spanish, I realize. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyways. Well, yeah, musically for me, uh, it was pretty thrilling playing with this yeah. for a couple reasons. One, um, I never have to play against triplet quarter notes in old time music (laughs) depending on how you count you know the what the what the beat is you know but um where you go uh, 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 
mm-hmm. like against a bum ditty. Yeah. I I never have to do that. <laughs> and it was yeah. it was pretty great. And especially when you're entering with that, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> there goes the ground. It just me. drops. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah. So thank you for that. Sure um, thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been I've been I've been taking my little squares for granted. Yes. You've you've upset me in the most wonderful way. Thank you yeah. <laughs> for putting my rhythms in perspective. And then also when we moved into the other tune, mm-hmm. the first beat that you started playing, the pulse lined up, but the 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 pattern mm-hmm. didn't line up in e- because it was a crooked tune. It was also yeah. a crooked. It was tune. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was, yeah, was like part. I would say part of that was like definitely a little bit of an accident as uh-huh. a part of it, which I've kind of gotten into more and more. And I feel like I first encountered this in like the jazz because I studied like jazz percussion yeah. and then didn't finish my degree, but you know, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, okay. and a lot of, I remember my Wayne Moreau, he's a really incredible instructor and drummer based out of New Orleans. But like he would, he, he, I remember this point, he would be like, don't be afraid to play rhythms that other people aren't playing. You know what mm. I mean? Like that's where like creativity, especially we're talking about like, you know, improvisation, which you find in pretty much every style of music, you know, even even classical music, right? Like Baroque players would improvise sure, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like you can, you know, you can come up with ideas and play stuff that other people aren't playing. And that's really where new ideas come from. You know what I mean? So, right. So with this tune, with Who's Been Here Since I've Been Gone, I brought this tune to Rye being like, I need you to make this make sense. Yeah, because like this tune, it's it's the a it's just the a part twice and it is the b part three times, yeah. but there's just an extra beat after every phrase. Yeah, That's so like kind of, melodically yeah. it's simple, but like rhythmically it's like, what do you do with that beat? And a lot of like the way I learned it was just leave it open, um, but if there's a percussion there who can like fill in that space, it makes the tune flow. And so it took yeah. us a minute to get there, but mm-hmm. I was like, can you make this tune make well, sense? That's what you kind of heard a little bit later on. Once I remembered which tune we were playing, <laughs> I started doing more of that. But, yeah. um, but it's cool because that's where a lot of the improvisation, like both in Cuban music and Brazilian music, which are very different in a lot of senses, but like, you know, we're limited in a sense because it's only one percussion instrument, but Miriam really fills that out. But it's a lot of, you know, a lot of the rhythm she fills out. But it's it's cool because a lot of the improvisation is with the rhythms and there's a lot of open-endedness, you know. You don't have to, even with timing, you know, it's not like da 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 you know what I mean? Like, you can kind of, you can pull back, you can push forward, and it creates a lot of cool tension, kind of like harmony, honestly. Is the way I think about it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you have like your melody and then depending on what pitches you put around it it totally recontextualizes right. the melody and you're saying the rhythmic part of the melody like where it lands and it's not just a duration it's also a duration in the context yeah it's kind of i've like, never thought about it that way yeah. that's lovely yeah <laughs> that makes in- instant sense to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how i felt i was like this is now a new tune. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, 100%. Really, yeah. yeah, I think the first time there's this really awesome Cuban, like, uh, conguero, Pedrito Martinez. And um, I was just, like, watching him play. And I was like, because, I mean, Western Harmony, which is a lot of what we use more or less or something derivative of it, you have this, you know, like, basically dominant stuff, predominant stuff, and then, you know, your tonic or whatever. And a lot of that movement you feel is the tension that you get from dominant resolving to the yeah. tonic, right? Right. And it's like with rhythm, if you have a good sense of internal rhythm, that's why it's good dance music, like samba, you know, salsa, all these things, because there's so much syncopation, but it's because you have to fill all the spaces that aren't being played with your body. And that's what makes you want to dance. At least, right, you know, right. what I've heard a lot of people say, and like what I, I personally agree with that too. So it's cool to kind of play with that. If you know where things are, and the musicians you're playing with are, you can kind of, you can go all over the place and then come back 
you know, together <laughs> in a similar way to the, the harmony stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, I love all of the the fun problems that arise when you two uh, are, like, attempting to, like, make these traditions uh, have fun with each other. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. It's, yeah, it's exciting to watch. Well, I think, you know, for, for me personally, too, like, I'm by no means, like, a zombista, you know what I mean? Like, I really have only gotten into this stuff in the past few years, and I feel like I'm learning so much about the history and, like, the repertoire. I mean, it's like, like, you hang out at, like, a samba party in Brazil and, like, everybody in their mom is like singing all the lyrics you know what i mean like people grow up in this this the shit you know what i mean and like um i mean people literally say like eu cresci no samba you know i i came up in the samba <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's cool to kind of be learning these styles and also trying to fuse them at the same time i think there's a lot that comes out of it and it forces you to kind of learn more about the styles themselves yeah. as well you know kind of uncover new things yeah 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 i mean like little things that I take for granted, like, the smallest unit of measurement being, like, one old-time stomp. You know, just right. <laughs> all of a sudden is put just into just question. Fucking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like having my paradigms um, shattered. Yeah. I, I've, I've had to learn to find pleasure in that. Right. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, and, 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 well, it's cool to play with you, too, because, like, what you just pointed out, I don't even think about that stuff, because a lot of, the like, the rhythmic vocabulary I'm learning, I never, I didn't have, like, formal instruction. It's just, I just, like... I've spent, I mean, the past year and then before that I was hanging out with a bunch of Brazilians in New Orleans, but you just go and just like listen to what people are playing and then go home and try to do it, you know, similar to like your tradition. Right. You know, well, I think time, that's yeah. what, what, what I really wanted to get more percussion in old time in general. I started playing the bones and I've taught a bunch of people bones, um, over the last couple of years as well. But like why I'm kind of interested in tapping into Latin percussion is because I think in old time music, there is a lot of interesting rhythms, but it's like implicit rather than explicit. True. Like I, like when I was first picking up fiddle, I actually found this book by, uh, um, uh, Oh, Ken Kalodner. Oh yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. I yeah. That book. yeah. And he, <laughs> he transcribed the bowing patterns, which I hadn't really found in any other book. Yeah. And in the beginning, I kind of rigidly learned what he had written before I fucked it all up, but or messed it all. I don't know. <laughs> you can cuss slurs. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't that. use any slurs unless they're your slurs. Right, right, right. right. That's um, my only rule. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and even then, be careful. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like just having some sort of framework to, under, to get my foot in the door with Boeing. But then the deeper I got into Boeing, the more I'm picking up rhythms that I just sort of hear or feel. Yeah. But like in Latin percussion in general, and like in samba music in particular, each rhythm instrument has a specific sort of technique or rhythm that they do and then there's a school of variations around it yeah. but it is very explicit in that sense like the triangle does this and the pandero does this and like right. i think i kind of i'm interested in like can i get even more rhythmic in my old time playing right. by like being explicit about which rhythm rhythms i'm tapping into mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's, i think it's all about like emphasis you know what i mean like people don't say like i'm a percussionist it's like I play pandero, I play triangulo, you know what I mean? Like you say the percussion instrument you play, so there's a lot more... I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like people just think about this stuff a lot more, and, and there's so many, there's so much more creativity, I think, that kind of comes out of that, you know? Like you really think about, like even the surdu, which really just plays, it plays this rhythm, which I'm catching with the pandero, which but is the like, bass drum. <laughs> it's kind of, okay. you know, it's kind of in there. It's, it's like, just like, looks like a big tom. The pandero does it all. <laughs> so you have that underneath, but then you listen to a really good surdu player, and he's like, 
Yeah. Level. But it's, <laughs> it's filling up that space, right? There's kind of three different levels I always think about with Samba stuff. But that lower level, he's he's keeping it. It's a two-feel, right? It's like, mm, uh, you know, close, open. But you can variate so much with that. And it's cool because when you play drum kit, it's like there's only so much thought you can put into your right foot. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like on the bass drum. But when that's the only thing you're doing, it just like opens up this whole world of, of interaction and improvisation, really. You right. know? Mm-hmm. How well do you play those two beats? <laughs> yeah. For six hours. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, my favorite, you know, bassists have, like, just meditated on that, you know. Yeah, old-time yeah, bassists, yeah. too, yeah. actually yeah. do yeah. real simple You can tell. Simple it's like, stuff. wow, you really yeah. played those beats. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, on those it, two it beats. Good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. Let's play. Let's play another tune or tunes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'll ask you about your... Traditional music origins. Oh, how yeah. you two met. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Stuff. Okay, so let's. I'll yeah, prep you for this one. So this one, one, we'll do a blues tune first that we kind of kind of old timeified, um, and then, and then so we'll do come out of my kitchen. Do you know that it's old Robert Johnson? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I don't know it. It's physically. it's, e- it's easy. <laughs> Great. The trick is the turnaround starts on the one, goes to five, four, back to the one, and then there's a tag. Okay. Great. Um, and I, and what. Key or keys will we? Oh, we'll stay in A. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm just an A cross. Great. I'll be in. I'll be in A too. Great, great. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for telling me, right? Yeah. And then then after that, we'll go to a quicker tune, but we're gonna let ride. You ever play Blackjack Grove? I I believe I have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Do you want to do that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We could also do Betty Lycan. Let's uh, let's do Blackjack Grove. Yeah, Blackjack Grove. But what we're gonna do is one. So I'll call the end. I'll call the tune. To the end, we'll play through the. Form last yeah. time, and then Rye is gonna just take the tempo up, and then we'll lock into Rye's tempo. Okay, great. We, we and this is like more this is how they do the samba. This <laughs> okay, is, yeah. great, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like you're not. It's not just the rhythms. It's also the form. The form right. that you're pushing old time music into, yeah. <laughs> making it yeah. that I think is compatible. Love it. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. maybe yeah, maybe yeah. just reencountering. Reencountering. Yeah. 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 We will when you reencountering. <laughs> cool. Ready when you. Thank you. 
god. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Cool. That's that 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 power of uh, I, I see this with um with old time basis too, like one of the sort of swaggiest things that they can do <laughs> is just to drop out one time through the mm-hmm. tune. Yeah. And then they're like <laughs> I just wanted you to remember what it was like <laughs> How hard when I was yeah. here, and then I'm gonna come back now that you miss me. Totally, you know? totally. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Go. Oh, that was lovely. Yeah, yeah. that was super. Oh, fun. good. Yeah, it's funny you were talking about the bass because last night we were at a jam and there was like a washtub bass, and I haven't played washtub bass in ages. But I, the dude was like, he was tired, and he was like, "Do you want to do this shit?" Like, I was like, "Sure," because it kind of gets you sweating. And I got on it, and I was like, oh, yeah, there is. Because yeah. you get, like, especially those sounds I was doing with the, like, that's the washtub. It's kind yeah, of the same as washtub, washtub, actually. Yeah, totally. You get, like, boom, you know, you yeah. can kind of bend notes and stuff. Well, we both grew up, you know, going to punk and hardcore metal shows and stuff, and that's what, that's, like, that's kind of what the hardcore bands do, is they'll, everything will cut out, and it'll just be a guitar, and then when the drums hit, then everybody it's goes heavy, nuts. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that, I feel like I do that every time I play, every time I arrange tunes, I always, I always try to do that, and I... Definitely, I'm like trying to sound like a hardcore band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's speak on that some more. So, like, playing punk and hardcore music, growing up in Eugene, yeah. I've been doing the show long enough to know that there is a like punk to trad music pipeline. Right. Um, we gotta come up with a a better metaphor the than pipeline. the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the best one that I that I know, but it's like I such an ugly like, metaphor. I yeah. think we graduated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Graduated. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. Speak on that. Yeah, what was but that? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean, we really, we grew up in like a folk community and we grew up singing songs and playing instruments and like people around us played banjos and mandolins and fiddles mm-hmm. and accordions and stuff. But like, it wasn't, I don't know, I think in Eugene, it wasn't like we weren't like our parents didn't play and we weren't necessarily like taught to play too much directly, but it was just like around. And so we kind of were interested. So what, what kinds of spaces were you in where this was I mean, around? Honestly, the, the one that comes to my mind, because I, I honestly like death metal. Like I was kind of like That's religiously like, yeah. into death metal, <laughs> Same, but yeah. I couldn't go to any of the fucking shows because they're all 21 plus like, yeah. in this country. You know what I mean? It's just, you can't. So what we, what I, I mean, there's the Boreal was like this all ages, like community venue. It shut down a while back. It's like over, it's kind of over near the REI. It was EG. a little warehouse near the REI. Yeah. But yeah. we would like, uh, we would go there. I went there probably like two or three times a week. For yeah. Like, I think you took me to that first show there. Yeah. Like your first show. And our little sister, both of them got their first hardcore show. So it's kind of, so. yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of where both of where we are now in terms of music it's honestly just the continuation of that it was just about music that was accessible and right. music i don't know i mean you, you know, you're, you're like right. a brown kid growing up in eugene you're fucking angry all the we time we were just really angry yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well what, what about eugene makes someone angry well we're so we're Malayali, so like our, our dad's from india yeah um and eugene's like a hippie town so we were raised with all of this like appropriation of and also people telling us this is our culture but like it not really being our culture, just sort of like yeah. So there was like this kind Indian, of like I think it doesn't exist. It's yeah, like there was like this level of like not just appropriation, but also exotification. That like yeah. we just grew up very confused. So it's like it wasn't like we didn't really have like community that we could like identify with. Yeah. So we just found like other outcasts. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. And, and like, like punk, punk and hardcore punk, yeah. kind of were the is the outcast community in Eugene for sure. Yeah. That's um, kind of what we encountered. And you can just go and, like, like yeah. mosh, honestly. But I, I think the really, the, like, the, like, punk <laughs> to old-time pipeline for me really was, like, 
kind of getting into the anarchist scene and going to an action camp and playing angry songs that I had written for mandolin. Because yeah. I like playing mandolin because we grew up around mandolins. Um, but I would play really angry political songs and sort of like scream, sing, you know. And people were like, oh, you know, there's like, that exists. You ever heard of Black But Wrong? You ever heard about Black But Wrong? Well, they were like one of the first <laughs> bands to like kind of bastardize old time and make it feel punk rock. Okay, sure. Uh, like back in the 2000s. But they have, okay, they have yeah. some um, decent chops. Like they can actually They were pretty good. Pretty and well. and yeah, Caspian yeah. was the banjo player and he was oh, definitely... Oh, sure. And yeah, he's playing yeah, yeah. with Sonia Bedigian now and is yeah, like yeah. doing proper old time music now. Right. But Sweden, their album from like 2010 or whatever was huge for me because it was like, oh, this is music I'm already playing that's just kind of like an authentic expression of like artistic expression which is like what I came up with. Yeah. There's other people who are already doing it better. And so yeah. then I played in folk punk bands. I played also in hardcore bands, but I really did a lot of playing in like actual just like folk punk bands. And I ran a folk punk venue for about two and a half years in Seattle mm. and honestly just got a little bit burned out about the kind of glorification of mediocrity. And so then, okay. I, yeah, so this is where the graduation, so this is where the graduation. Graduation. <laughs> okay, so I yeah. liked that there was like this sort of like political synthesis between like the anarchist scene and like music. And it was a lot of like activist folks who were just like also saying songs, right. you know? And so a lot of it was like, kind of like not intentionally mediocre, you know, mediocre, but just like, yeah, these aren't professional musicians. They aren't trying to right. do anything artistic. They're just trying to express just like a form without substance. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Yeah. Or like yes. the substance is the community, but like the music is you know just like we're just hanging out yeah um but like well and you learn some stuff from that i mean we learned how to make a, a good like rowdy party we know how to, how to yeah yeah, yeah when we play yeah. people will mosh or dance whenever we play <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and like yeah. i like my last gig was with metal bands hmm. um playing just strictly old-time music <laughs> so, you, so you were like enjoying a lot of the aesthetic and a lot of the culture of like punk yeah uh environments but you were like hungry for a little more depth mm -hmm. in... I just plateaued on mandolin, and I was like, how do you play mandolin better? And I was like, oh, wait, what did all the old people in Eugene do? Oh, bluegrass? So then I started looking, like, what the fuck is bluegrass? <laughs> right. And so I found Bill Monroe, and some right. of Bill Monroe's old recordings are raw as hell, and I was like, okay, oh, this yeah. is, like, kind of yeah. punk. And so yeah. I started listening to that, and then I found the chocolate drops, the Carolina chocolate yeah. drops. Yeah. And I was like, the Carolina chocolate drops are what every folk punk band wants to sound like because they have that kind of DIY aesthetic and they're using jug and they're using bones, which is the most folk punk instrument yeah. that no folk punks know how to play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the bones. It is, yeah. So I've taught, I've taught uh, yeah. like a dozen, like at this point, probably a, a dozen plus yeah. folk punks how to play rhythm bones because everybody's like, whoa, that is the most punk old time The Brazilians love it too, but Even actually. the Brazilians yeah, love the rhythm bones. Because you recorded a video or something and I... I showed it to some of my homies in like Sao Paulo and they were like, whoa, that's yeah. really, I mean, because Brazilians just love percussion love in general, percussion, but they're yeah. like, this is really, really cool. Like, yeah. They all want well, specificity in percussion. Spec exactly. Yeah. And like exactly. specifically yeah. with the bones, you know, there's a specific technique yeah. and then you vary it and that's why they're cool. Very interesting relationship to gravity and there's yeah. probably a lot of, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Pandero, like Pandero. Yeah. Yeah. You get kind of these natural swings and stuff. But, but anyway, yeah. yeah, so I heard the Carolina Chocolate Drops and I was like, okay, this, but it's like, it wasn't like a lot of, you know a lot of like I heard ragtime and jug band music and that kind of stuff but the chocolate drops also played like rowdy old time tunes yeah and I was like punks really want to like dance around and mosh and you know get intense they like the intensity and I was well, like and you were just the intensity in, in like buttfuck nowhere oh I also yeah. moved to the country <laughs> yeah I moved to the country to escape rent <laughs> sure um, <laughs> and so living in the country and like just having a lot of space and time yeah i kind of was like okay what are the chocolate drops doing that like i couldn't pull off 
in the punk scene. Mm. And so then I learned fiddle and I learned banjo and I reconnected with Melissa and started going to regular jams and started looking for old timers to teach me tunes. Um, and yeah, and so then I got really deep into old time. And now like I, like when people call me folk punk for a while, I took it as an insult. <laughs> now I'm kind of like coming back to terms with it, with that term. Yeah, but like yeah. I so much associate it with this kind of like, yeah, people who weren't really serious about music. And honestly, I just, I'm not like, I don't know if I'm ambitious or what. I'm just obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you want to like take the physical like realities of music seriously like right. the embodiment of playing an instrument and knowing it well having it be an extension right the sound right we're making it sound nice maybe it's fun. yeah I, I, i'm not that familiar with folk punk <laughs> but okay. like uh my impression is that like some of the actual uh like sort of material experiences you know of, like hearing like good rhythm or pleasant noises or these compelling noises yeah. sometimes maybe are deprioritized. Yes, exactly. I, yeah, that's I mean, what, this, that's this, our, what we got. Am I saying this nice yeah. enough? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a really nice way <laughs> okay, of putting it. Okay, great. Yeah. I mean, the Sex Pistols, like they learned how to play their instruments on tour, right? Like that's kind of the punk tradition. Yeah. Is, but the, the cool side of on it is... On speed, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably on speed. Yeah, But the cool thing about it is it is like, it does kind of open that door for people who maybe don't have formal music training. I mean, we didn't grow up in a music family. Like we've kind of right. turned our family into a music family but right. like our parents didn't play like i mean we were around musicians but we didn't have a lot of especially like earlier i mean miriam was my mentor musically like, yeah i mean right taught me how to frail though so yeah. we kind of figured are you out, big so. sister yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm okay. four years older yeah okay yeah, yeah. four and a half four and a half yeah. years yeah. <laughs> I, I i couldn't tell who was what age yeah. right yeah. Yeah. people yeah. i get them out since yeah. i started shaving but it's okay <laughs> give me a couple years and i'll take that as a okay, compliment okay, okay. So I'm like, <laughs> but uh i think um the other thing the other thing was the other thing in folk punk is like everybody just wanted it to be more intense. And I was like, I think in the America, I think actually old time is just, just is already can do that. But then a lot of the old time bands don't, they aren't playing for intensity. They're playing for beauty and harmony and flow and getting into these grooves and stuff, but like playing for intensity. So I started a band when I was living out in the country with mostly folks from Eugene, but a few folks who also lived out in the country and I was like, let's just play old time. Well, at first it was mostly original songwriting because I was kind of like transitioning out of folk punk. So we, our album is all songs I wrote, but like I was trying to stylize them to be like old time. And yeah. then we started bringing more and more trad tunes into our repertoire. This is, uh, this is foraging, foraging in the Rattling Yeah, Bones. Yeah. It's, it's a cool band. Lovely. I remember yeah. like, the so first we, time yeah, I what, saw y'all play because like I, I had like an, I recorded on your first like Geophagia was one of Yeah, Rise like, played in my old folk punk bands that were yeah, garbage. Yeah, <laughs> like whenever I was around, but I had been living in like Mexico and and then I came back and like I had to get a surgery and I was on a bunch of like opioid like painkillers so I was like kind of like I was kind of drugged out and then I Miriam was playing a show and I hadn't seen you play since you'd really like gotten like fiddled I hadn't even yeah right and I was like holy before. shit like they just played like really fast really fast. it was cool I was like damn this is we like, just played old time music yeah. as fast as we could so like <laughs> 168 like usually like 154 yeah. to 170 bpm yeah. just doing tunes at that tempo and people would just go nuts. Yeah, yeah. So it like, gets people yeah. rowdy. So like we would, like it felt like a punk yeah. show, but we were actually just an old-time yeah. band. Yeah. And there is, and so I started calling it fiddlecore because I was like, yeah, I this it. is kind yeah. of like, this is like, <laughs> there are, like, it's based on things that other people have done. Like, Blabber Rum, I think, was onto it, but they never quite got the fiddling down. Um, and then uh, there's this band, Railyard Ghost, that was like a train hopper band, and they had a fiddler who would rail, 
and their recordings are pretty lo-fi because they never really got and I don't I think their members are kind of floating around I don't know I don't really think they're active anymore um, but they have some of their old recordings it's like there was this kind of thing I was like if you just play old-time tunes really intense with a certain energy yeah. it feels like punk in this way that other th that like kind of regular like the old time you generally encounter doesn't right. some of the source recordings i found do sound this way so i was really like citing like like kind of first wave folk punk bands and then like old source recordings right um and just like the scratchiest kind of like most obscure things like the honestly the ultimate black string band album that smithsonian put out i don't know a couple years ago some of that stuff i'm like this is fiddlecore yeah <laughs> and so i've been trying to kind of like synthesize this concept mm -hmm. of like how does like rather than being like a punk who graduates to old time and then just plays pretty traditional music or being like you know punks who don't have figured out how to play old time at all and just play like mediocre folk music too fast I'm like sure. there's there's something here that honestly i don't think anybody's really doing it and i think holy locust is onto it i think holy, like i think there's other bands that maybe could call themselves fiddlecore but i do think it is a new subgenre that might kind <laughs> yeah of i love grow. it yeah yeah exciting yeah. yeah just because it's like a specific concept you know yeah. fiddlecore like how cool. do you get people to mosh old time tunes <laughs> it's actually doable yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember you telling me that like the uh, the first like recorded instance of crowd surfing was like at a yeah like, an old time show or something. What is that? I no was reading, way. Yeah, yeah, I was reading. <laughs> I was reading. Uh, I think it was the oral history of the folk revivals. Um, I, I wish I remember. I don't remember who wrote this book, but yeah, I was reading a, like oral history of old time music, and they were like the first recording of crowd surfing was actually in the late eighteen hundreds at like a fiddle festival and there's like some sort of written documentation of like they lifted the fiddler off his feet and like carried him around while he was fiddling. <laughs> so like old time Leo one, like pointing like right, right. Yeah, the surfing. Yeah. Well and the and the other the other example of just like how like honestly old time has kind of just been doing punk better than maybe even punk has been doing punk. Right. Um uh, is uh, I read have you read, read uh, what is it, Catherine Gaddy's book Well of Souls the history of the band oh uh, I have not actually read it well, yeah wait, I don't I'll get cancelled if I, <laughs> I haven't read that book you're but, not uh, the first person yeah. who sh who said that to yeah. me I keep asking people I'm like I'm sure this yeah. person's read the book and they're like I haven't I have it yet <laughs> interviewed her about it and, and you know like, right. I've been listening to the discourse about it you know right. but i haven't actually uh picked well up the most interesting thing that nobody else i've heard say about the book yet the most interesting thing i found about the book was that um all of the earliest instances that she documented of like documented examples of the banjo were like colonizers like talking about black folks in the caribbean right? yeah yeah but specifically they were concerned because they were like these black folks are getting themselves so riled up Right. <laughs> Playing this instrument. So it's almost like the origins of the banjo were as like almost like inflammatory, like yeah. revolutionary potential. Yeah. yeah, I think I remember her saying, um, I'm take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt because it's been a while mm -hmm, since I mm -hmm. talked to her, but this is back in like 2017. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, I think cool. she said that like playing the banya yeah. is originally a Vodun death ritual to like mm. basically cast spells on kings yeah. or something like that you know it's like well yeah yeah you can probably, even if you don't know exactly what's going on when you're watching that as yeah. uh, a slaver or something you're probably like this might be about me in a way that <laughs> is dangerous for me yeah yeah, yeah yeah 
Which we're still doing that. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at its best, I think, yeah. is, is yeah. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. Well, and I think that's also just the idea of, like, kind of where both the styles we're coming from right now kind of cross over in a lot of ways. It's like thinking about popular music, not in the sense of, like, like the music industry popular music, but as, like, proletarian music, right? There's, like... Proletarian there's, dance music. The, it's like... accessible in the, in the punk sense of, like, people... It's not meant to be technically like super virtuosic right like you should be able to play it you should be able to pick it up like oral tradition stuff like that you know it's it's accessible to play but also trying to make music accessible to people in the sense that they it's like listenable and like fun and cathartic but also making it accessible in the sense that you're like playing in spaces where people get i mean that's kind of you know like not a fluff right like you know people people not you know having to pay to see necessarily or like you know, having that community around. Not I mean, that's what I, is yeah, yeah. for for listeners who don't know. Not um, no one turned away for lack of funds. Oh, very it's a, good. It's a punk yeah, acronym yeah. that you'll see on cool. punk flyers that says "not a." I've heard the whole sentence. The yeah. whole sentence, but maybe not as a. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. So, if but you, anyways, yeah. I guess like that's kind of what I encountered in Brazil. It's like it's super easy to find music. Like, I mean, I was living in like Bishiga, which is like it's the historic samba neighborhood of Sao Paulo, which is like. Not as as samba full as like um, as as Rio like Rio de, de Janeiro, but like there's still just a ton of samba, and you can see music like every night, and people go and people dance. You don't you don't have like shows that people don't show up to. You know what I mean? And I think that says a lot not not just about you know kind of the social context, but also about the music itself and like yeah. what musicians are doing to be able because like as a musician, I want to be playing for people. To, you know right but it's like also if you're trying to do music that's trying to rile people up you know yeah it's like you need to figure out what actually works and, and they're doing something down there that definitely does you know well samba's just it's that old and compelling still right <laughs> yeah preaching to the choir right right yeah let's let's Should play some more old, old and compelling stuff old and compelling yeah, yeah. Well, let's see let's get into d let's do a couple of details yeah
up all your cotton, sleep in your granaries tonight. <laughs> oh, we had fun there. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's half Irish and half something else and half something else. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're really just uh, mixed kids trying to figure out how to reconnect with our ancestral culture. That's just well, we so haven't distant. made it back to. We India haven't yet. got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't made it back to Kerala, but we've ended up yeah. in a lot of other weird places. Yeah. yeah. I think we have time for a couple more. Let's play another tune, and then let's talk about where people go to see you play yeah, cool. live yeah, yeah, yeah. how to listen to your recordings okay, cool, uh, cool, yeah. anything else you have to uh, <laughs> promote that you know like yeah we'll get more people hearing your music or maybe somehow contribute to uh your ability to eat or pay rent somewhere um yeah, all that stuff that would be cool well let's yeah. see do we do do you want to do we could do new orleans we could also do mississippi we could also go into g we got a few g tunes IMG is a good key for me. You want to do some G tunes? <laughs> it sounds lovely. Yeah, let's do some G tunes. You know that Mississippi Heavy Water Blues? I got this one from Ben. Yeah, Hunter. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, where'd you learn that? Ben Hunter from Seattle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I first heard it from the, the like, Roscoe Holcomb. Right, and people always assume that that's where I got it because of how I sing, because I really like to I I've heard you sing this, and I'm like, it kind of sounds like... Right, which I've never <laughs> actually heard Roscoe Holcomb's yeah. version, but I've listened to a lot of other Roscoe Holcomb tunes and have yeah. definitely been influenced by his singing Lovely. style. So. Yeah, does does Ben get his from Roscoe or from someone else? Because I'm sure um, that Roscoe did not invent this song. Uh, yeah, there's also, like an old, there's also an old jug band yeah. recording that reminds me... I didn't ask Ben where he got it from. Yeah. But there's a there's an old jug band recording. I don't remember who it is. Maybe it's maybe it's the Memphis Jug Band or somebody like that or the Cannon Stompers or something. One of those. There's some old recording that sounds a lot like Ben's. Um, Come on the show, Ben. Yeah, I've been I've been <laughs> knocking on had... I've been knocking on uh, Ben's door for years. Oh, dang. he's slippery. Yeah. You're slippery, Ben. Come, come on the oh, show. Dang. I just want to hang out with you. <laughs>
was fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh. I was mean, thinking about Mississippi and stuff, and they love triangle and yeah. Cajun music, and they love triangle and Brazilian music. That's so. That's so. Isn't I had that no nice? idea yeah. that that was present in uh, samba music. That's yeah, great. yeah, a yeah. lot. It's actually a lot more of like the northeastern music. Okay, very good. Yeah. So like bio. Whole, it's like kind of a lot of yeah. other styles, but um, oh, Bayon is the one thing we should talk about because that's the northeastern Brazilian fiddling tradition. Yeah, and there was yeah. a band of fiddle tunes that I met and jammed with this summer. Um, um, Cla- Claudio Habeca, which Habeca is just what they call their fiddles. Yeah, um, but it really when you play Pandero under a modal tunes, it sounds like you're playing northeastern Brazilian music. Yeah, yeah. Cool it stuff. honestly is yeah. like weirdly similar. There was that yeah. album that you sent to me. Mm-hmm. That was that band, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was the name of that album? Right? I don't remember the name of the album. But it was really uh, cool. Cla- yeah, Claudio. Yeah. Well, one more time, what's the name of the, the tradition? Um, so it's, the genre? I'm going to pronounce it because Miriam can't do it for me, but it's Bayel. But okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. The, is there a lot of accordion in that? As yes, well? tons yeah. of accordion. I've heard this style before. Yeah. It's so great. It's, it's and cool. it really it sounds a lot like Cajun music, yeah. which is kind of interesting. I have no idea why, you know, but it has a yeah similar, and a lot of triangle. The triangle on the accordion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna start you sounding get, like yeah. Cajun music. You yeah. get that like. Yeah. So the way that you're kind of like opening and closing the triangle, it gives it gives that really, you know. Yeah. So if I play too fast, Ryo put the bandero down and just pull the triangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that style has happened one time on the show before, oh, no, actually. No, no. Oh, I'm cool. just now remembering. Oh, uh, Andrew Finn McGill cool. uh, was playing some of that. Yeah. Which I, and cool. I can't pronounce the name. Yeah. 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 There's like a sort of a swallowing a, that happens in mm-hmm. the you Portuguese. You have to swallow this. I don't know how to yeah. do it. Yeah. I just choke Ooh. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do, how do people follow y'all? Uh, uh, um, yeah, social I'm on all social medias. Um, Miriam Hacksaw, just spelled how you expect it to. Um, I post, I usually post on TikTok and then I'll repost on Instagram for my friends and then Instagram reposts on Facebook for my family. That's the route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where all, like, all our old like, Yeah, but we're working on, we're like, as we synthesize the sound, we're working on a recording. Yeah, good. Um, but we don't have any recordings out there. You can find my old band, Foraging in the Rattling oh. Bones, at... Um, if you just look up Forging and the Rattling Bones, but that's, that was me after one year of playing fiddle. (laughs) So that's pretty scratchy. (laughs) Yeah, and I just kind of, I just play, I was playing in in some groups down in New Orleans, but it's mainly just live stuff, you know? If you see on a ray on a stage, it's probably my fault. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the best way to find me is through Miriam, but, um, yeah, I have an Instagram yeah, what's yeah. your handle? You gotta go. Spicy back. underscore dialectic, which is like a, <laughs> oh, like love a, it. a mixed Marxist. Yeah, but you can you can yeah. find me there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that's just there. But yeah, Marxist. will there will there be philosophy hot takes on um, on that Instagram <laughs> as well as? I don't think percussion? I've kind of deleted Instagram and then re-got Yeah, Ryan's not a content times. creator like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll thing. get there. We'll but get yeah, there. there might there are definitely some takes. Yeah. Okay, good. There are definitely some takes that show up for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good follow. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. This is oh, so yeah, fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah definitely. And you have recordings now. Feel free to take these and do what you will. Okay. Yeah, so, well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, we were pretty stoked about that. And thanks for having this yeah. beautiful house. And, yeah. 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 Come back anytime. Lovely family. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Really I, cool. yeah. I mean, to be clear, I do this show specifically as an excuse to get together with folks so that hopefully it'll lead, lead to off-record hangs as well. Oh, nice. So, cool. Yeah. 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 yeah well, and, we just kind of bummed. 
Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> Great. If you ever down in New Orleans, like oh, I would love to be down in New Orleans. Yeah. 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 Well, let's let's do one final do one moment of yeah. music. Uh, and I then... think we should do the Little Red Fox. Okay. Great. Yeah. Sun's starting to go down, so we can go all night after this. Yeah. You know, but we gotta <laughs> bike somewhere and get drunk with our housemates. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they said they're gonna bike to a rock and drink hot toddies. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Yeah. yeah. So this is the tune I wrote. Oh, great. But you'll pick it up. It's just a simple A, B, A, B. Is this in G as well? Um, yeah. Okay. Sort of a G modal, I guess. Well, yeah. I might stand up if that's okay. Is that, yeah, that's not going to screw me. No, no, no.
Make sure to follow Miriam and Rye on Instagram and to follow Miriam on TikTok and Facebook. Links in the show notes. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthepool. That's also linked in the show notes along with links to sign up for banjo lessons with me. Then there's pitchforkbanjo.com, my Clawhammer instructional video series, and cameradoit.com slash store where you can purchase my archived workshops and sign up for new ones when they're announced. Check out my old-time trio Tall Poppy String Band and follow us on social media. We're touring the Midwest with Swedish trio Northern Resonance in April, so if you're in the Midwest, check our tour dates. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cold.